Breaking news, Liz Truss is announced as the 80th Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, winning the Conservative leadership election with 57% of the votes to Sunak's 43%. We called this episode Heads or Heads. It was hotly anticipated that Truss would win the uh, the contest and become the new Prime Minister. We ask in this episode, what will change, if anything, and what can we do to challenge many of the different issues that we are facing right now? So, uh Liz Truss was announced as the Prime Minister just a few moments ago, uh, beating Sunak to the post. Uh, And she joins at a time where United Kingdom is facing some obscene challenges when it comes to the cost of living crisis, the NHS backlog, a broken education system, the British pound hitting the lowest level in over 20 years this morning. Uh, So the economy is struggling uh, peoples are struggling to meet ends meet. And uh, will the new politicians that form part of her cabinet have a plan to tackle these big issues? Many people are uh, hopeful within the Conservative Party, at least, that there will be change. But I think the broader public are quite keenly aware that not only does the Prime Minister, the new Prime Minister, have challenges on her hands, but there's an expectation that nothing will really change. Trust in politics at this all-time low. That hasn't been helped by the leadership election process with all kinds of uh, litigation now put forth. Uh, so it, the, the Brady, Graham Brady described it as a uh, free and fair ballot. But when you have people registering for the leadership election uh, with the names of their dogs and the former prime minister, then how free and fair uh, was that leadership election? But nonetheless, uh, putting that aside enormity of a challenge on her hands and the public are awaiting uh, the next steps. So uh, Liz said that she's going to campaign. She campaigned as a conservative and will govern as a conservative. No one really knows what that means anymore because the conservatives haven't really governed as conservatives for any period of time. And I make this as a neutral observer. I'm not coming at this as a Labour critique. I'm simply observing how the Conservative Party has operated in the last couple of years with many Conservative governments around the world uh, acting uh, more like left-wing parties over the last couple of years, suppressing freedom of speech, suppressing liberties and freedoms. So uh, time will tell uh, what that means. Uh, She talks about delivering on a bold plan, but no one really knows what that bold plan is just yet. She talks about cutting taxes and growing the economy well, uh, you know, her predecessor have spent billions from the money, the, the, the conservative money tree, the Bank of England money tree, the last couple of years with uh, ludicrous policies trying to attempt, uh, attempt to curb uh, COVID-19. And now uh, with the cost of living crisis, the big question is any measures that are undertaken by the government, who will pay? Uh, now, of course, Labour are pushing for windfall tax on um, the energy companies to pay for any price freezes. And of course, those price freezes may have already come too late with bills reaching astronomical levels, businesses going out of business uh, and people uh, going into poverty at record levels. Uh, so even if there is an energy freeze, uh, it's probably too little too late, but prevent, preventing it from going any further is certainly going to be a key aim. Um, but is someone who used to work for Shell between 1996 and the year 2000 likely to be taxing uh, um, the, the major uh, oil and gas companies um, who are profiting at record levels, time will tell. And now Nadim Zahawi uh, was tasked to bring people together over the past few weeks to determine a set of policy options. And again, Nadim Zahawi, someone who has a track record of lining the pockets of the corporate partners, 
would raise serious eyebrows and doubts whether this current leader or the government has the interests of the people at heart or their corporate partners. Maybe I've become too skeptical in my old age, uh, uh, my grand old age of 38 years old, but ev all evidence uh, points to the contrary. So she talks about a big, bold vision, a big, bold plan. What is that plan? Well, I'll tell you the timeline of, of, of her, uh, her, um, her reign in the next few steps in a few moments. Uh, details of that bold plan yet to be announced, cutting taxes uh, and growing the economy. No specifics on what that will take. Uh, talking about uh, cutting corporation tax. Now, it's good for the small business, but what about the big businesses that have profited uh, over the last two years and continue to profit through the crisis and conflict that we're witnessing right now. Uh, no word on how that will be proportionally allocated. Uh, delivering on the NHS, what exactly does that mean? Uh, and delivering for our country, again, what does that really mean? Uh, so it'll be really interesting to see what the new Prime Minister delivers. Many are already recognising that both candidates are uh, connected with the World Economic Forum, who have come under... Uh, hot criticism over the last few years with the influence of the Great Reset over uh, the, the COVID-19 chapter and into this latest phase. Many are very, very aware of the heightened corporate interests that are available during times like this and whether the, 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 the incoming politicians have any um, uh, remit to push back against any of these corporate interests. It's quite clear uh, that many of the, the cabinet will likely have uh, vested interests in other corporations. And as such, we have to look at the system itself and recognize politics is broken and for things to change, and we have to change them. Now, there are some big challenges that we're facing in the UK and beyond. Uh, of course, we've got the ongoing foreign policy when it comes to Ukraine. We've got the uh, cost of living crisis. We've got rising inflation. We've got the pound dropping to, to serious lows. Um, we've got the NHS in crisis. We've got the education system uh, in disarray. We've got a backlog of problems from the COVID-19 response. So the Prime Minister certainly has challenges on her hands. However, my personal view at this time is uh, we cannot uh, uh, wait for anyone outside of ourselves, any politician, any government to be uh, trusted to drive real and lasting change. We may be pleasantly surprised, but nonetheless, I do think this is time to take matters into our own hands and start exploring solutions to these major problems on a local basis. There are already answers out there, whether it comes to energy supply, whether it comes to food security, whether it comes to healthcare. There are localized solutions to many of these problems that require uh, funding, support, amplification, uh, know-how, expertise. And I believe when we come together, then we can create a better solution than any of these politicians can come up with. But nonetheless, we should continue to look at different ways to continue to influence and pressure politicians. We know at this point in time that there are record lows uh, of people um, who are members of political parties. There was 172,000 eligible voters for um, the prime minister uh, election, showing just how few have actually determined the fate of the United Kingdom when it comes to electing the new prime minister. Um, but across the board, we know that there are very few uh, percentage, a very low percentage of the United Kingdom actually politically active. And that is in our it, it, it is actually potentially our greatest weakness is the public apathy. Uh, we can all get angry on Twitter. We can all uh, exist in social bubbles and, and share our points of view. But until we actually roll up our sleeves and get politically engaged and make politics personal, then nothing really changes. 
You know, for me personally, I see nothing more than a disempowered state of the nation when people are too readily pointing fingers, taking taking the path of blame and victimhood rather than actually stepping up and taking responsibility for the future that you want to have for your life and in your community. So my challenge uh, to our audience here at Elevate, the Elevate Media, is for us to raise the nation and uh, take responsibility, take the power back into our own hands to actually determine our own futures, not only individually, but societally and for uh, the world that we live in. So we're about to embark on a major campaign in the UK. We're calling it Raise the Nation. We've got our first event tomorrow evening in Bristol, Tuesday, the 6th of September, 7 o'clock till 10 o'clock at the Square Club in Bristol. So if you're in the Bristol area, I encourage you to come and join us. You can register for the event at danastingregory.com forward slash Bristol. That's danastingregory.com forward slash Bristol uh, to join our event. We're going to explore how we can take the power back into our own hands and explore how we can find localized solutions and ultimately uh, become uh, empowered to determine our own fate and uh, to step away from leaving the future into other people's hands. Because as Terence McKenna once said, if you don't have a plan for your life, then someone certainly has a plan for you. And at this moment in time, uh, many people uh, living without a plan for their own lives, let alone uh, for lives other than the community. Now, that's a big question, a big task to take on, uh, taking uh, responsibility for not only your own, li- your own life, but contributing to the world around you. But that's the reality is we can all point fingers and say that the organizations like the World Economic Forum dominate the world. Well, if you give up your own power and don't take action yourself, what can you expect? You know, it's much, much easier to just sit sit on the sidelines, but we need active participants in change. So if you are fed up uh, of the situation you find yourself in, if you're concerned about the cost of living, you're concerned about the future of the United Kingdom and beyond, then come and join us as part of our Raise the Nation tour starting in Bristol this uh, this week, tomorrow in, uh, in, 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 in the city of Bristol and look out for our further dates and uh, locations where we'll be inviting you to be part of a powerful conversation about how we can take responsibility, irrespective of whether the politicians themselves succeed, the actions that we can take on a local level to actually make a difference to the quality of our own lives and our community. So watch this space. I hope to see you soon. Uh, More to come on the analysis of the political situation as it unfolds. I mentioned I'll share the timeline with you in terms of what's happening next. Uh, Well, here's, uh, here's, here's the brief timetable for what's coming. Obviously, the announcement has been made today about the new prime minister. Boris Johnson's last day in office will be tomorrow. Uh, around 8.30 tomorrow morning. He's going to deliver a farewell speech from Downing Street. He'll then uh, make his way to see the Queen. Uh, The Queen will meet the new Tory leader, appoint them the new Prime Minister, uh, and then Truss will fly back to London to give her first speech outside number 10 at around 4pm tomorrow, where perhaps more indication of what that bold plan may be (laughs) will be revealed. It's then expected that her new cabinet will be formed over the course of the next few hours Uh, Parliament returns from its long summer recess this week. That's right. Whilst people have been suffering uh, with the bills, uh, Parliament has been uh, on their long summer holiday uh, and um, Truss will face her first prime minister questions about 24 hours later uh, on Wednesday. So uh, we'll see how that goes. And, And what can we expect from Keir Starmer? Well, the usual political merry-go-round will continue rather than parties working together to find solutions to our present problems, just poking holes and poking fun. Uh, Unfortunately, the political merry-go-round does not really serve the interests of the people. Uh, Later on this week, um, Liz Truss has 
indicated that she will give specific detail around how she will challenge uh, the deal with the rising energy bills. Time will tell uh, what those initiatives will be. As I mentioned, it's expected that she may freeze uh, future fi- pr- uh, price cap increases. But is it too little, too late? We will see. Uh, will Boris Johnson make a uh, late comeback? Uh, there are a uh, back <laughs> backbench group of rebels who are pitching for Boris to come back with the potential leadership contest again later this year. I think uh, most of us are done with the merry-go-round and want to move forward. And again, indicating if such an activity happens, then we really must take actions into our own hands in order to determine a brighter future, a brighter tomorrow. So uh, I hope to see you at one of our Raise the Nation events. Join us tomorrow if you're in the Bristol area uh, from 7 p.m. at the Square Club in Bristol. Uh, you can join us uh, online at danastongregory.com forward slash Bristol, Bristol to uh, get your tickets. Again, further analysis to follow. I'll be asking you for your input, uh, your feedback, your reflections on what's happening in the world right now uh, and sharing uh, the voice of the people. Thanks again for tuning in. My name is Dan Aston Gregory. This is the Elevate podcast. I'll see you again very soon on the show. Mm-hmm.